Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Nineteen, verse seventeen through twenty. I want to teach from the subject tonight: the prevailing word. If you want to add the prevailing word of God, that's what we're talking about. It's your choice. But I I just want to teach from the prevailing word. And of course, we're referring to the word of God. When you take this word, you will prevail. Now, listen to me very carefully because this this is so important. The connection between the spiritual world. And don't get spooky on me. When we talk about the spiritual world, we just talk about what God. God is a spirit. And they that, love, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in. Okay, St. John 6, 63. The flesh profited nothing, but it is the spirit to give life. My words are spirit and they are life. So when we talk about the spiritual world, we're talking about God and his word and where God lives. The angels, the unseen world, which is more real than the natural world. How many of you know that? How many of you know the spirit world? Created the natural world. In the beginning was God, not the world. The world came out of God. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And all things that were made was made by him or by God. So what came first? God. So, but the connection between the spiritual world where God lived in his word and the natural world, physical world, that we can see this tangible piano, wood, carpet. The connection between that is the word of God. In other words, if God going to do anything in this natural physical world, heal your body, it's going to be by faith in his word. That's what connects from that world where God is bring healing to you. If God is going to uh, meet your need, whether it's financial or whether you need uh, food or clothing, it's going to take a promise. It comes out of the spirit world. You believe what he said, and then it happens here in the natural physical world. If God is going to save your child, it's going to be his word, his promise. Everything God does in the earth, he does it through his word. How many understand that? So you got to understand then that the word of God prevails now now this will help you once I start giving you a definition of the word prevail that's called why I'm going to teach on the prevailing word simple definitions is to triumph over to prevail means to triumph over this is going to be very good that uh, important that you write these down because this is your foundation if I'm going to preach on the prevailing word you go home you're going to know well, what do prevail mean you don't even know because you didn't even write it down you want to see? You can't remember. You can't remember where your keys are right now. Must let what I'm going to teach tonight. <laughs> the prevailing, where it means to triumph over. It also means to supersede or overcome. When the word prevails, it means to supersede. That means go beyond and overcome. And then I love the third synonym. It's just so simple. It simply means to win. How many of you want to win? Went over sickness. Went over lack. Overcome sickness as he. Well, the word is what's going to give you that victory. No word, no prevailing. So if you want something done in the natural world, 
Uh, we're believing God for a new house. Uh, I need healing for my body. I need the salvation of my children. Anything you want in the natural world from God without faith. And there again, let me simplify this because sometimes when we say word and I use faith, we think we're talking about two different things. Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right? No word, no faith. No faith, no word. They are, they are uh, uh, interchangeable. And so the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Watch this. I'm going to show you the connection. For he that cometh to God must first believe that he is without the word. See, I'm going to use without the word. See, faith word. It is impossible. How do we come to God? With this word. You said by my strife, by your stripes I am healed. You said you would supply my. That's how you connect to God. I'm trying to show you how you, how you get from the physical, the spiritual world, manifestation in the natural world. He must first believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we approach him with the word by faith. God, you said by your stripes I was healed. 1 Peter 2.24, you said in Philippians 4.19, you will supply my needs. And I approach you with that. And when you stand on that word which connects you to God, which is your faith, then the reward will be in this natural, physical world. Because he is a rewarder. Of them that jealous this week. How many understand that? All right. Now foundation. Here we go. Y'all ready? Here we go. Acts 19 verse 17 through 20. If you read starting back with verse 11, 12. Paul was working great miracles. And God was using Paul this way. Special miracles, the Bible says. Don't try to go out and parrot someone else's pattern that God uses them. I've seen a lot of people. I mean, I'm not saying nothing wrong with a handkerchief, but it says from the body of Paul, handkerchiefs, a cross was taken. And he called them special miracles. And so if God didn't tell you to do that, you can cut your shirt up all you want. It ain't going to do nothing. Because God didn't tell you to do that. Well, Paul did. And that's how these seven sons of Sceva got in trouble. That was how God was using Paul. But there was great deliverance there. You understand what I'm saying? And so a lot of times we do that. We see somebody on television doing something. And we, we got the Holy Ghost. And God ain't told you to do nothing. But it looked cool. Someone is going down a prayer line. Blowing on people. And they falling. They falling. But you don't know it's because they didn't have a lot of pizza. And the breath smell like onion. They just fall and fall. So here you go. God didn't tell you to do that. So just watch that stuff out. Whatever he tell you to do, Jesus' mother said, do it. All right, now, now, okay. So, verse 17. Take your time, son. And after this was known to all the Jews and Greeks that were dwelling there at Ephesus, then fear fell upon all them. In other words, these miracles, God was moving by his power. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified or made larger. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Now, let me show you who, who were coming. Because the, watch this. Many also of them that used curious arts. He's talking about witchcraft. He's talking about zodiacs. He's talking about the power of Satan. 
uh, Satan worshipers because they bought their books together. You know, curse books. I'm going to watch a hex on you. Come on, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about before you guys say, you, you, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, and, and they burned them before all the men. And they counted the price of all them and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. In other words, the power of the devil and witchcraft was being overcome. What was doing it? And so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. They prevailed in where it prevailed over the powers of the devil. It prevailed over witchcraft. It prevailed over sickness and disease. It prevailed over life. When there was any type of miracle God needed, he would speak the word. And he would speak to the man with leprosy. And the word would prevail. It won. It superseded the sickness and disease. You understand what I'm saying? It grew and prevailed. When there was lack. And there was thousands of people following Jesus. They only had two fish and five loaves. He took the word and blessed it. And it prevailed. It provided. You understand what I'm saying? When somebody had deaf ears and could not hear or blind eyes, Jesus would speak the word and it prevailed. It won. It superseded sickness and disease and caused it to get off people. What was doing it? The word of God. And we all have it here tonight. Jesus was winning and you were born to be a winner. Not a loser. You have the word. And we should be prevailing over life. Prevailing over problems. Just like here recently. You know the thing with the city. We prevail. But it wasn't me. It took the word of God in me to stand up and say. Thus saith the Lord. And guess what? We came out on top. It superseded the ordinance. It superseded the law. The word of God. I don't care what you're facing tonight. The word. If you put the word on it. With your mouth. It will prevail. It will prevail over cancer. It will prevail over leukemia. If you got AIDS in your body. I can speak the word tonight. And AIDS glory to me. The God will have to dry up. Why? He sent his word and it healed them. You're not going to have victory without the word. You're not going to overcome nothing without the word. If you're facing fear tonight, the word will prevail over fear. If you're depressed tonight, the word will prevail over depression. I don't care what you're facing. You have the power of God sitting there in your lap. And all you got to do is put it in your heart and put it on your mouth and you will prevail. For the gospel is the power of God unto whatever you need. Well, that thing went off in my spirit. But notice it said it grew. Meaning it's a process. Meaning it's a seed. The word will grow. Luke 8, 11, the seed is the word of God. Matthew 4, 14, the source sowed the word. First Peter, I think it's uh, 1, 23 or 24, it says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but by incorruptible seed, by the word of God that liveth in body. It's a seed, it'll grow. You got to plant it. Plant it against sickness and disease. Plant it against that mountain. Whatever it is, and it will immediately begin to work at the root of the mountain. 
when Jesus taught, was teaching his disciples how to use their faith, when he cursed the wig, the, 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 the fig tree, and Peter, going out the next day, began to notice, my God, the fig tree that you cursed, how soon had it with it? He said, have faith in God. And whosoever shall take the word of God, put it in their heart and in their mouth, and shall speak to this mountain, whether it's sickness, disease, or whatever, and say, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not die in his heart, but shall believe those things which he, he said, he shall have whatsoever he said. In other words, the word will work for anybody, he said, whosoever. That's a believer. Now, how did that word prevail when he spoke to the fig tree? He cursed it from the roots. He had to plant it. That's why nothing happened in the natural. And when you speak against sickness and disease, when you speak to life, it'll look like it's still there. But the minute you, you plant it, you saying is sowing. Write that down. Saying is sowing. When you speak the word of God, you are sowing the word of God. Consequently, you are planting the word of God. And the minute you speak the promises of God, God's word starts working on the mountain of lack. The mountain of the bill. It starts eating from the root. That's why you don't see nothing up here. The Bible says that they came back 24 hours later and said, it, it, it's withered. Why did they say it at first? Because he cursed it from the root. And the word of God will go to the root of the sickness. The word of God will go to the root of lack. And it'll begin to cut it down, work on it, destroy it, remove it. And I love what Jesus said. He said, be thou plucked up and be thou cast into the sea. We never thought about that. Why did he say, and be thou cast into the sea, a mountain? Why not just move the mountain? Because a mountain is big. And if you move, if a mountain literally moves, it's still a lot of dirt. And if I just say, my mountain move, and it move from here to there, the mountain is still there. But if it's cast into the sea, it goes to the bottom, and it's as though the mountain was never there. And when God removes the burden from your life, he just don't break the burden where you can still see it. He wants the thing to be cast into the sea where you never knew there was life. You never knew there was a problem. Hallelujah. No more record of it. The prevailing word. But I felt like I got born again all over again. I'm ready to speak to something. This is only the beginning of what you see out here. We are headed somewhere. We are going to be like Star Trek. We are going where no men have gone before. You better get ready. Jesus is coming soon and Scotty ain't going to beam us up. Jesus is going to beam us up. I'm telling you something. I want to talk to some winners here tonight. Are you ready to win and overcome and supersede life? Supersede recession? Then get the word of God on, on your heart and on your mouth. Amen. You will it, but now you got to plan it. Amen. It's a process. It grew and prevailed to the point that all the, let me paraphrase, all the drug addicts, all the witchcraft, everybody just start bringing their stuff and said, my God, we can't win. And I believe that's what's going to happen in this city and in the tribe, that all the whore houses and dope houses and drug houses and every other type of house that's against the kingdom, this word is going to get so strong. We're going to start seeing people come off the street and you say, man, I might well give my heart to Jesus. I'm talking about car. And you better be ready because the word is going to prevail. We are not on the losing side. Jesus said himself, upon this rock of revelation knowledge, I'm going to build my church. And once I build it on revelation, of who I am, the very gates of hell shall not prevail. Yes. 
How many withers do we have in here? Somebody says scripture and verse. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now thanks be to God, which sometimes, many times, most of the time, always causes us to turn. That's what prevail means, to win through Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 6, taking to you the shield of faith. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall quench some, many, all the fiery dots of the way. I don't care what Satan is shooting at you tonight. You can prevail. There is a way out and his name is Jesus. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there has no temptation taking you trial or test such as common to man, but God is faithful who will not suffer or allow you to be tempted, tried, tested above that you're able, but with it, with it. See, the devil didn't tell you the pressure you're under. Something came with it. It's a way of escape that you might be able to overcome. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm, I'm, I'm winning. Say, so I'm prevailing over every obstacle, every mountain, every trial. I declare and prophesy, I win. But you're not going to win without the word. How you going to prevail? You don't even know what the word says. See, that's why I can't go to hooping and, and hollering and, and trying to make everybody feel good. Because that ain't going to prevail. You'll have a time, but you won't know nothing. Then when that devil comes, you're going to go, mm, and the devil going to go mm, right back at you and knock you in the head. Because you ain't got no word. The word is what's got to grow and prevail. Now, look at Luke 17. Mm-hmm. It means to triumph over. See, Jesus <laughs> triumphed over sickness and disease. Every problem, you couldn't stop him, man. It means to supersede or to overcome. I might be going through something, but I've already overcome by the blood of, my, of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. And then it just simply means to win. I like that. I'm competitive. I, I've always liked to win. Someone said, well, you know, it's not uh, who wins or lose. It's how you play the game. The person that said that was afraid. You play the game right, you win. Well, if it don't matter who win or lose, don't even show up. Just cancel the ball game. Silly. You play the game right, you win. See, the person said that it's fair. It doesn't matter who win or lose. God calls you a winner. Now, Luke 17 so, we got to learn how to plant the word because it grew. Something can't grow that's not planted. You can't tell me you got cabbage and that it grew if you never planted cabbage. In order for corn to grow, you got to plant corn. In order for the word to grow, you got to plant it. Where's the ground that we planted on? The human heart. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. My son, attend unto my word. Incline thy ear unto my sin. Come to Bible study. Hear what God is saying. Let it not depart from thine eyes and keep it in the midst of thy heart. The sower soweth the word. These are they that were sown on the 
on good ground, Satan come immediately to take it out of their heart. So you got to put it in your heart. How? By what you see, what you hear, and what you say. Faith coming by here, hearing by the word. I'm sowing right now. Every time you come to church and hear me teach, I'm sowing the word. But now you need to go home, get your own CDs, get your own DVD. You need to be speaking it yourself, reading it yourself. Okay, why? Because you want to prevail. And then it will begin to grow in your heart. And then out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what we really talk about when we talk about the prevailing word, we're talking about the word of God in the hearts and on the lips or in the mouth of a believer. Whatever you speak it, it's going to prevail. It's something going to happen. I'm telling you that right now. But that's got to grow. Now, where we miss it, we, it's the growing time. It said it grew and prevailed. That didn't happen overnight. And so, when we don't see it in a week or a month, or some of us even a year, I ain't going back to where life, you know, that church, I spoke to this sickness and disease, I spoke to this problem, I believe God, and it didn't happen. You didn't allow the word to grow. That's just like planting corn, cabbage, and tomatoes, and then you planted it, yes, last week, and then you went out there this week, and you wanted tomato to go on your bologna sound, and you ain't seen no tomato, and then you're like, I just ain't planting no more, I ain't no, this tomato growing, you won't, you won't stay with the process. Because see, before seeds grow up, what they grow down first to get rooted and grounded. And you are getting rooted and grounded for war. You're getting rooted and grounded for victory. There's something happening in your heart right now. And see, you don't even know, praise God, three weeks down the road, what you've been feeding on tonight is going to rise up within you. Hallelujah. You're going to prevail. Everyone say process. You got to understand, everyone, last one, you need to take a tomato seed and a clear jar, put some dirt in it and plant it. If you don't believe what I'm saying is so. Because now you can see under the ground. And before you see anything come up top, you'll start seeing these little things grow down. And what are those? You're getting rooted and grounded. Why? So when the trial and the storms of life come, you won't be moved. God is preparing you. He's raising up an army here that's going to prevail, that's going to overcome sickness, that's going to overcome lack. We're going to supersede what the world is calling recession and watch the world see how God's be met right in the middle of their recession when there's no more gas and no more food. God says, I'll prepare a table before you in the very presence of your end. God's table is full when the world don't have anything. But you got to learn how to understand the process. And see, when something is growing, you can't feel it growing. See, we want, I don't feel like God heard my prayer. I don't feel like I'm healed. You can't feel healing. I'm talking about when it's being planted on the inside. You can't feel your prayers being answered. I mean, you know every tree on this property is alive. I do. I don't know what that. I'm going to ask that again. I'm going to give you a chance. Because they're alive. I mean, they're green, right? Now, I'm going to give you a chance. Maybe y'all didn't understand. How many of you know that the trees on this property are alive? Let me, let, let, let me make it even more simple. How many know that you're alive? If you're alive, raise your hand. Well, then, watch this. If you're alive, you're growing. If you don't believe that, go back and look 
at your picture 15 years ago, you look different. You growing. See, this is so, it's so simple. It's going over people's head. You, you read for this deep stuff. And God trying to root you in the basic. Anything that's alive, grow. And the word of God is alive. Oh, good God. It's quick. It's powerful. Any sharpening any two-edged sword. And it prevails. I mean, if y'all all came to Bible study tonight and I was that big tree, it's a big tree that's got a sound on it when you come over the left side drive. If I was down there and y'all see me wrapped around that tree, just, just hugging it. Now, what would you think? Don't, don't, don't tell me. Oh, my God. I knew they said something wrong with this man. Pastor Dick, what are you doing? Wrapped around that tree, I'm feeling it grow. I mean, you know I ain't going to ever feel that tree. But yet, every year it's getting taller and taller. Healing is growing in you now. Deliverance is growing in you now. That can, you might not feel it, but every year you're going to look back. Next year you're going to be stronger, bigger, wiser. Oh, you sick. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Did I read what I say? Did I ever read it? Okay, y'all help me because I'm out there already, early. When I get out there early, ain't no telling where we're going to end up. Now watch this. <laughs> Praise God. I mean, it's a good out there, but watch this. Luke 17, look at verse uh, 5 through 9. Now remember, word and faith are synonymous, right? Because Romans 10, 17, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God, all right? So, so you're growing. See, the devil been lying to you. You, if the seed, the word will grow in the hearts of people. And some of you know it. Some of you know it. You can look back at yourself. That's why you come to this church. That's why you love this church. Because you wasn't growing where you at. You were hungry. And now your, fit, your spirit is getting fed. And this stuff is sticking to you. And I've heard a lot of this. I've learned more in two, three months than I learned all my life. That's yes, evident. Don't let the devil lie to you. You keep coming to church. Everybody in here is growing. Now, I may not be what I want to be. But I thank God I'm not what I used to be. I've learned a little bit about faith. I learned a little bit about how to stand on the word. I learned a little bit about sowing seeds and standing for my prosperity. See, the enemy wants to, that's why he's been trying to discourage you, because he know you're going. Because that same stuff that worked two years ago, two months ago, you, you used to have you crying and whipping, you just say, no, don't even go there, devil. Hallelujah. Don't even get, get behind me. Get under my feet in the name of Jesus. Because you're going. So the apostle said in verse 5 through 9, Luke 17, the apostle said unto the Lord, increase our faith. All right, look at me. Where does faith come from? Come from? Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if your faith is going to increase, you've got to hear the word of God. You can't pray for more faith. You can't fast for more faith. Fasting is good, but that ain't going to get make you have more faith. This fast. Well, you, if you don't fast on that fast, if you are not sowing the word of God, you ain't going to grow. Faith, and let, me, and, and, and let me just tell you this too, and you know this, but I'm going to say it anyhow because some people may don't. Faith don't come by trials. Faith coming by hearing the word. 
come from traditional songs. Oh, Lord, I thank God for all my trials. I thank God for my problems. No, I don't. I thank God for bringing me out of them. See, you all screwed up because you come out of religious church. Lord, if I never had a problem, how would I know that God could solve them? How would I know what faith in his work can do? Oh, you got, that's almost like saying, if I never went to hell and burned, how would I know that I don't want to go there? <laughs> Read the word. You don't have to experience hell to know that you shouldn't go there. Let me take my word for it. It's hot as hell. You don't want to go there. <laughs> so that's what you were saying? If I've never been sick, how do I know God can heal? Read the word. Am I well? Am I? Because this is plain stuff. But we got to kill some of these sacred cows that's been in the church that's been robbing people of their faith thinking that God is using trials and tests to make them and mold you and develop it. I bet, I want, I want to submit to you that the Holy Spirit is the teacher of the church, not the devil. And if God's going to teach you something, he's going to teach you about the Holy Ghost and not through sickness and disease and trials and tests. Lord, increase our faith. Now watch this. We know it's got, it's got to do with the word. And then notice how Jesus answered them. Jesus said, if you had faith, he began to talk about seed because remember the word, he's talking about the word of God. How many of you know that, 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 that he's talking about the word? Of, if you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed. Now, underline that because we're going to come back to that mustard seed. I'm going I'm to talk to you about it. He said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, watch this, you might say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up, there it is, by the root, and be thou planted into the sea because when God delivered you, he don't want there to be no evidence of what you came out of. He gets rid of it in the sea. Good God Almighty. And be thou planted into the sea, and it should obey you. Now, 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 stay with me, because this, here we go, something real simple again. What it is he talking about? Not a trick question. You're going to get it right either way. He said, listen, listen, and now, listen to what he said now. What's the subject? What, what was the subject? What did he come and ask him about? Faith. Okay, that's a clue. Because Jesus wasn't scatterbrained. Stay with the subject. Let's go through it again. Increase our faith. Now he's telling them how to increase their faith. He said, if you have faith, if you, you want your faith to grow, then you need to understand the mustard seed. I'm going to take you there. Just, just, just tuck that in your pipe. Hold it there. We're going to pick that up later on. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say. Now what did I say saying was? Saying is sowing. So your words are seed. You know that. I've taught that. The power of life and death is in the tongue. A man shall eat by the fruit or have in his life the fruit of his words or the fruit of his mouth. So Jesus is teaching him what he's literally saying is if you want your faith to grow, you need to plant it. Got it now? Because the subject is faith. They didn't come ask him out love. They didn't come ask him out of the car. The subject is faith. How do we grow our faith? And faith, it comes by the word of God. So he's talking about the word of God. Put it in your mouth and sow it. Say it. By his stripes I'm healed. 
My God shall supply my needs according to his riches and glory by his son Christ Jesus. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I condemn it in the name of Jesus. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my God. In him will I trust. I'll not be afraid of the arrow that fly by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in the noonday hour. For he has given his angels charge over me in all of my ways. Praise God. Therefore, he and I abide in the secret place of the Almighty. Therefore, I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He making me to lie down in green pastures. He prepares a table for me in the presence of my hand. What am I doing? I'm sowing the word. I'm increasing my faith. Faith coming by hearing. Hearing by the I'm sowing it in my heart. I'm sowing it in your heart because you're here tonight. I'm just saying what God said, praise God. That God has raised me up and quickened me and made me alive together with Christ and made me sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious of workers of iniquity, for they soon shall be cut down and withered as the green grass. Only be thou good and dwell in the land. Acknowledge him in all thy ways and he shall direct thy path. I'm just sowing the word of God. I'm saying what God said. I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. Now thanks be unto God. He said, the way you increase your faith, first of all, is, is, is one way, is you got to say, if you're going to plant it. Now, remember, keep it in line with what I'm teaching tonight. The word grew and prevailed. He's talking about speaking to something that's either an obstacle or undesirable. If you need it, move. Now, of course, if you need something to come into manifestation, you speak the promise of God. It's the same thing. But in this case, he said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say to the sycamine tree, the sycamine tree. See, there are certain things you're going to put up with until you get sick of them. I'm sick of mine. What about you? <laughs> Some of you missed that. You, you got to wake up. When you get sick of sickness, sick of disease, he said, whatever's making you sick, sick of lack, not having enough money, speak to something that's undesirable. And say to it, well, what am I doing? I just took the word of God and I just spoke it and I just planted it against something to be removed. Like I speak to you in the name of Jesus. I speak to you in the name of Jesus. By his stripes, I'm already healed. You have no right to be in my body. Go. Say, I speak to you in the name. I'm sick of you messing with my kids. Take your hands off my son. Take your hands off my daughter. For you said, God, you would say, me in my house. Go. Whatever this you sick of. Speak to it in the name. And say, watch this. And it should obey you. This is all. This only answer I want. He's talking about your faith, and he, he's talking about the tree. Now, first of all, why would the tree obey you? What created the tree? In the beginning, God said, "Let there be." So remember, we're going back to the spiritual, which was the real, which made all the natural. And the spiritual is what controls everything. The word of God. Let me say spiritual. Let me, don't get foggy minded. The word of God. God, who is a spirit. God, his word, which is spirit, will always change anything in the natural realm. So before the tree was the spirit. And so anything that faith created will still respond to faith. 
Hebrews 11.3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that everything we now see was not made of things that do appear. Faith created the star. Faith created the world by faith. God said, let there bring forth this. Let there bring forth that. Faith created your body. Let us make man and scooped up some, some, some clay and formed a human body and then breathed into that body the, the breath of life and man became a living soul. So when your body contacts sickness and symptoms of disease, if faith created your body, you can be like us. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Speak to cancer. Speak to sickness and disease. Speak to your body and say be healed. Faith is the parent force to everything we now see. It's what brought substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It was in the unseen world until faith reached out and grabbed your money, grabbed the house you live in, grabbed the car you drive it, and it wasn't a dream anymore. It took it out of the dream stage and brought it into something you can touch and drive here tonight. And we live by faith. The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. That's more than just a cute scripture. That's a reality. Everything we're doing out here is by faith. When God first called me, there wasn't none of this here. All I had was a word in my heart, a dream in my heart. But I had the word. Which is substance of all the things I want to see. And so if they created everything, then the parent force will still respond to it. Faith, listen ladies and gentlemen. It's a force. It's called the force of faith. A force is anything that changes and rearranges things. Faith is a force. You might can't feel it or well, you can see the result of it. It's kind of like the wind. When the wind is blowing, it's a force. You ever seen a hurricane? You ever seen a tornado? Category five, six? It's a force. And you go, look at that house. Look at that car being moved. Look at that stuff. Look at the wind. And it's not really, it's not, it's not really the car or the leaf. It's what's causing it. It's the force behind it. You don't see it. You see a result of the wind. And faith is like that. When Jesus spoke to that fig tree, nothing happened in the natural at first. But 24 hours later, it was dried up. You saw a result of a force. And I'm telling you, when you say to your sicker mind tree, whatever it is, immediately you just planted it. Now the word is going to grow and it is going to prevail. Amen. I don't care what you see, see, what you feel, something is out there growing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The word is called the incorruptible seed, people. You know what incorruptible means? Seed that cannot fail. When you sow it, it ain't going to fail. I'm going to show you. Stay with me. Stay with me. Walk with me. Mm, mm, mm. Be thou plucked up by the roots and be thou planted in the sea. And it, what? The tree. Watch this. What was the subject? Faith. And your faith will obey you. Faith is 
your servant. Write that down. Faith is your servant. All right, watch this. He says here, and it shall obey you. You say, well, how do you know he's talking about faith? Keep reading. But which of you having a servant? He's calling faith your servant. God has given you.